0: Have you ever wondered if your relationship struggles are normal? Or maybe you have wished you could just ask advice from a relationship expert. Or better yet, how about two experts? Well, I'm happy to tell you, you are in the right place. I am Dr. Morgan Cutlip.
1: And I am Dr. John Epp. Morgan and I are both PhDs in psychology, relationship experts, authors, relationship course creators, and a father-daughter team who will bring our educational background, clinical experience, and research knowledge to real relationship concerns and challenges shared by our guests.
0: Welcome to the Love Thanks Podcast, where we hope to empower you to better engage both your heart and your head in relationships so you can follow your heart without losing your mind. Let's get started. Welcome. Today, it's just Dr. John Van Epp and I, and we are going to be talking about boundaries, but we're going to be talking about boundaries a little bit differently. It's quite the buzzword on social media. I've done two webinars on it, actually, and there's tons and tons of posts and content and information out there on setting boundaries, but we're going to talk a little bit about a different perspective, which is how do you decide when you're being kind of sensitive versus when you should set a boundary, which I think is a really important perspective to dig into a little bit. So I think we're going to start by just kind of defining what a boundary is and what a boundary isn't. So I think there's a lot of misconceptions. We were talking about this right before we hopped on. There's so many misconceptions about boundaries. Like when you set a boundary, it's a way of cutting somebody off in your life. It's like this relationship is over, my boundary has been set. There's another one, which is that when you set a boundary, it has to be followed. Like if I set this boundary and you don't honor it, that, that you're crossing the boundary again, or there's this double violation occurring, or if it's a way to get people to treat you with respect. And I think it's important to say upfront, boundaries are meant to be a way Of showing up authentically in your relationships so that you are not hiding something or a need or a desire and resenting them down the road, but a way to actually bring relationships closer. When you assert a boundary in a way that's respectful and honoring, it's meant to have that relationship function better, to be showing up and and taking care of each other. It's not meant to be a way of creating distance and separation.
1: I love how you're you're putting boundaries into the context of relationships because sometimes we think about boundaries just as a standalone concept, you know, that it's just a topic that we're talking about, but boundaries are part of how we function in a relationship and our relationships are different. My relationship with my wife after 40 some years, of course we have boundaries, but it it's a very fluid relationship and w- i don't think either of us think a lot about man i need to assert my boundary with my wife or i need to assert my boundary with my husband because it's <laughs> it's just such a the relationship has developed to such a degree which i'm thankful for and you know i know not every marriage relationship develops like this but it's developed to such a degree that the trust level is so high that the thoughtfulness about what to do for my wife or what she does for me, doesn't really go to, I've, I've got to define all of the lines of differentiation. So I think that the point being this, we're all in different relationships with different people. And when we talk about this topic of boundaries, it needs to be done in the context of what is the relationship, how strong of it, how how great is the trust level, mm-hmm. how fluid is the relationship, what's your history, all these things Are different factors that come to bear on this topic, I think. (laughs) Even
0: when you're like talking about that, imagining you and mom setting these boundaries with each other, it feels so rigid, right? And I think like we can get into some of that, but imagining, you know, existing in these closer type relationships, Chad and I, or you and mom, or family members, imagining having to delineate all that and lay it out, it feels very unnatural and very rigid.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really good way to think of it. I do think that it definitely is related somehow to the trust level. So maybe the first time, like, hey, I didn't like you doing this. Well, Um, Please don't do that again. But if it keeps repeating, if it keeps repeating, then all of a sudden my trust is dropping. And now I'm having to become more assertive about where that, quote, boundary line is.
0: So let's back up because I I really love what you're saying and I want to make sure we really punch it out more clearly. So let's back up and let's define boundaries. And then let's talk about- I don't think you should about-
1: say punch though. <laughs> really?
0: I know it's just like these Freudian slips are gonna come out all over the place. So, okay, let's define a boundary. I think it's most helpful to create a visual when, when thinking about what a boundary is. So, you can imagine a boundary like a property line around your home. And so, anything inside that property line, your house, your landscaping, the, the color of your house, whether you have shutters or awnings, all of these things are within your purview. They are part of what your boundary is around. And it separates you from your neighbor. So, then whatever's on your neighbor's property. That belongs to them. So, what a boundary is, is crossing over a violation of a boundary, is crossing over that property line onto somebody else's property and telling them what to do. Paint your house red. I don't like that it's blue. That's crossing a boundary. So, and I think this, it's really important to understand what a boundary is because I think a lot of times things get miscategorized. I think a lot of, you know, we talked about those misconceptions in the beginning, but I think a lot of times people think I'm setting a boundary when I ask my mother-in-law to do X, Y, or Z. It's like, no, you're trying to control her. You've actually crossed over onto her property and asked her to do something. And that's not what boundaries are about.
1: Unless you're asking your mother-in-law to do something with your own children. Exactly. That's that's your mother-in-law. So now all of a sudden it's shared kind of a it's, shared it's responsibility. Your, it's shared responsibility, but you've you used your property. There's gates between, you know, one. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so if we're using this kind of visual image, it is not just hard and fast. There's different openings that yes. are sometimes not gated and that people freely go. And I would say, if if we think of that fencing, that yard yes. in my wife's yard, her name's Shirley. So Shirley's in my yard, I would say, there's very few fences between her yard and my yard. Like we, we have yes. a lot of overlap. We have a lot of sh- like she walks in, she makes comments about things that I might be doing, and I'm not offended by that. <laughs> I I love her involvement and her thoughts, and I step in and I do the same about things that might be quote territorially hers. So, um, and if if she says ah, thanks, but I don't, want, I really don't want you there. I I just step right back out. So I think there is. There Again, when you're thinking about what you're talking about, how much is shared, how respectful is the ultimate practices between entering and exiting into mm-hmm. those shared areas? Because boundaries, it's hard to say. These are the specific things you need to have boundaries about because there's so many areas.
0: There's so much variability and yes. I, in relationships and like you're saying, in the trust and the respect. I mean, if, if she said, you know I don't really want you in here and you didn't step out, that becomes a whole different conversation. But I think that when we, I, I don't know, my experience is when I have listened to or I have read or consumed content around boundaries, it's very black and white. There is often not a lot of nuance to the conversation. I think that's really what we're trying to tap into here is that, you know, boundaries are not, you know, a a template that you put on every single relationship, but rather you have to consider these other factors.
1: First of all, let's, so that we're not misunderstood, uh, let's do a defense for the importance (laughs) of boundaries for a minute and acknowledge there are some people Mm -hmm. that really struggle to assert boundaries and they- They also are in relationships with boundary breakers. So all these Mm -hmm. things exist. Boundaries are important in all relationships. Even what I said about my wife and I, we kind of have learned what the boundary lines are and probably just um, almost intuitively respect each other's boundaries because there still are boundaries. So I didn't want you to think that there's none because everybody has these, but there are people that, um, struggle to be able to enforce a boundary And they live with somebody that crosses those boundaries and maybe Mm -hmm. wouldn't if they were clearer. And then there are others that have really asserted boundaries, but have people that repeatedly step into that space and -hmm. are boundary breakers. And then it becomes, do I assert the boundary Mm -hmm. or do I figure out a way to just handle that person Mm -hmm. in it, so there's, I don't think that the rigidity has to be always the answer, but right. um, I do, I do want to acknowledge boundaries are important. Everybody has to have boundaries. Absolutely. And how you go about enforcing them in many ways is a function of the relationship and your personality type.
0: Yeah, I think when you were talking about, you know, if you have somebody who repeatedly breaks them, I think that there is a really important piece about setting boundaries, which you have to have some insight into yourself. I think we say this about a lot of topics know thyself, because, you know, sometimes when you're asserting a boundary and it's not being respected, there is this element of reevaluation here that has to occur, which is kind of like, okay, this is going to keep getting broken. Can I? how thick is my skin like how much can i handle how much can i just sort of have this forgiving spirit where i let things go or is this something that's going to fester and create more division in the relationship and i think that part of determining you know the question that we're trying we're going to get at today is how do you know when you're being overly sensitive when you set a boundary part of the response to that is you have to have a little bit of insight into what kind of person you are
1: that's really good and i think First of all, whatever the boundary is, there's maybe several questions you can ask about that boundary to try to assess the value of the boundary. Like, how important is this? Who crosses it and who doesn't? Who respects it? Who doesn't respect it? Is there a way for me to dismiss it and not feel that I have been slighted or harmed in some way? Is this kind of like pick your battles? Is this something that I want to actually... Put on the table and make an 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 issue. So those are kind of questions I, of importance I'll just and add of one meaningfulness. More so I'm sure there's probably others. Well, I think one aspects. more thing
0: is 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 this the first time? This is you know sometimes I think there are people who don't react enough when they need to set a boundary and then there are people who are overly reactive and it's boundaries crossed or something's even like becoming close to being crossed. It's just kind of tiptoeing on that line and they're quick to set a boundary. And so I think too examining, you know, is this is this a first-time thing or is do we have a pattern here where now it's really time to step in and and set this boundary?
1: So boundaries are important, we said everybody has has to have some definition to who they are and what is allowed or not allowed to be stepped into. And then we have to look at the relationship and our personality and have insight into both. And something else that I've just said that we're going to keep coming back to is I do think in the relationship, trust is a really huge issue because if I have a a good degree of trust and I communicate and we're going to go to, or to how we deliver the communication about, you know, this quote, boundary area, end quote. So whatever we want to call it, but how we deliver it. But if I have good trust, then you would think that it, if it's going to get crossed again, it's accidental then. And I, I find that I can minimize it and not make a big deal and be like, ah, you just, I mean, I, I joking, this is, <laughs> this is is this is maybe a lighthearted in the midst of what could be a very serious discussion, depending on what the content of the boundary is. But when I'm driving the car, I, I don't really like my wife, Shirley, to tell me what to do as a driver. So if she is like, speed up, slow down, or at a, at a red light, and the light turns green, and she says, go. I don't, I don't, I don't usually (laughs) like that. I
0: can't imagine her doing that.
1: (laughs) But you know, one of the great strengths is she was a coach for years uh, in sports, cross country and track and field and many other sports. Even as you were growing up, she coached Mm -hmm. many of your teams. I know that I counted one time over 30 different teams she had coached and she was phenomenal. She's just a phenomenal coach. And I think it's very like innate to her very personality or very kind of like how she's constructed she sees a light go from red to green and before my foot can go off the brake to the gas i don't even i don't even think it's a conscious thought it just pops out go you know and she's just like functioning as a coach but if i take that's it that's such a good reframe if i take it yeah i, I take it as my I, yeah my reframe is you know i love uh, i love my i, don't know I, if I, love, that's I accurate, love my coach but- i love my coach <laughs> but it, and no i think it is accurate i really do But my point is, is that I could interpret that as an invasion and set a boundary and have a huge kind of argument over and over and over. And so I do think that we we have to look at what we're calling boundaries and determine how serious they are, the importance of them, because there are very serious boundaries that we do need to enforce. And then there are maybe a lot in the gray area of life, the gray area of a relationship that actually could be reframed and mm-hmm. handled in a much more gracious way than asserting and creating sometimes a real conflict.
0: So it's kind of you're sort of you're suggesting that in certain relationships especially when there's a good level of trust and a, a close relationship, we need, gonna, need to kind of like expand the options here, right? It doesn't have to be you've done something I don't like. I need to go straight, straight to setting a boundary. We got to expand our options and think about, okay, well, also I can give them the benefit of the doubt and I can reframe this. Also, I could consider, I know we're going to talk about it, but making a request or initiating a little bit of a conversation first before we have gone to the most extreme which is kind of setting that boundary a bit more of an assertive approach. So there are other options, right, that we can entertain sometimes before setting that boundary. So maybe part of evaluating, you know, am I being overly sensitive is asking yourself, okay, what is what's this what's this relationship that I'm thinking about, you know, when it comes to setting this boundary, how close are we? What's my trust level in this person? How uh how positive is my belief? And then what other things have I tried first and ha- am I open to trying some of those things or is this really an, more of an extreme circumstance where I do need to set a boundary it's kind of doing almost like a check-in with yourself yep. on some of these I, other I, options i
1: I, t- I fully take ownership of being too sensitive to my wife saying go or you know yeah. go a little faster speed up that for whatever I don't know. I've tried to analyze. I'm a very self analytic person, so I don't want to get lost in that self analysis. But the point being, if I just accept it and kind of dismiss it, she doesn't do it all the time. It just happens periodically. And mm-hmm. if I just dismiss it and be like, "No problem," or I don't even respond to it, it it's not. It's not that. It's not a huge violation. I am not violated truly by mm-hmm. her just making a comment about my driving. It is not that severe. It's not that overwhelming. And that's what, if we're talking that sometimes we're overly sensitive, I'm going to throw myself in that category and say, yep, sometimes I am. And yeah. instead of asserting my boundary, I need to reframe it, see that it's not a big deal. I need to minimize it and dismiss it sometimes, not even, re, not even really respond. Hmm.
0: Yeah, this isn't something that's talked about much, but you're right, we have to own our like what level of sensitivity do we have? I think, you know, we talk too a lot about our trust picture of people we we are in relationship with, which is essentially like our our mental sketch of what somebody is like where we focus on some things and move others to the background and I think, you know, this is just how intertwined all these topics become because part of also how reactive we are to certain things that people do to us, which can then ultimately lead to setting a boundary, is how we've constructed our picture of this person in our minds. You have made mom, in your mind, you've highlighted her her excellent coaching skills, but you could have easily brought to the forefront, you know, I don't know. I got to be careful here. She's going to listen to this. But you could have easily brought to the forefront some other quality about mom that is not so nice.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, I could be like, what, don't, micro, make, don't micromanage my driving, yeah, right? Ah, something, something like that. Yeah, so. But that would have – I
0: mean, just think, imagine how different your response would be. And I think that's the piece that we need to take a little bit of ownership of is what how yeah. have we constructed our, our belief yes. about this person and how is this influencing our level of reactivity? And maybe it's warranted because sometimes it is. But sometimes it's not. And so it's, it's
1: so let's just, you know, I I really feel a need because somebody is listening being like, Oh, so they're telling me I shouldn't practice a boundary. <laughs> and just I, I just want to <laughs> reinforce. So if you live with or you're in a relationship with somebody who regularly is a boundary breaker, first of all, all of us have to have some kind of defining boundaries of what is ours, what is meaningful to me, what is kind of my space. And you need permission to even step into this Mm -hmm. area of my space. We all need that. That's part of being a differentiated individual. In developmental psychology, we call this individuation. As I'm growing up from my elementary years, going into my, you know, teens, I'm I'm starting to differentiate myself from my parents, from my family, from my friends, I'm becoming my own individual. And part of that individuation is knowing that I have these kind of boundaries of self. And so we're saying this is very, very important. And some people are very harsh and severe at how they cross those boundaries. And those people definitely need to be you know we need to assert some kind of a boundary with them mm-hmm. what we're talking about today is <laughs> this kind about- of messy gray area yeah. where it really isn't that severe and how we how we perceive another person as breaking a boundary maybe could be perceived differently mm-hmm. so sometimes when we perceive somebody as a boundary breaker they're really not breaking a boundary. I don't think she means to break any boundary when I'm driving. Honestly, I think mm-hmm. she's just—it's just popping out yeah. of her mouth. It just is. It's it, an impulse. It's an impulse, and yeah. it, it and it and it is more it is more about her than about me. Mm-hmm. And so, if I can interpret it that way, then all of a sudden it way eases up how it affects me and how mm-hmm. I have to react to it. And that's kind of what we're saying. We need yes. to have that kind of thoughtfulness when it comes to this gray area about certain aspects of boundaries. Ugh. It's
0: so important. I'm glad you just clarified that. I think that, so, yeah, it could easily, maybe we're crossing somebody's boundary with these with what we're uh, talking about here and then feeling like we're not actually saying boundaries are important, which they really are. But we are focusing on that sensitivity Piece. I know we were talking before we came on about even the way that we deliver, like there, there are things that are boundaries and then there are other things. So if we expand our options, we have other options, one of them being how we make that first attempt to hmm. let our needs or our desires be known, which might be a little bit different than setting a boundary.
1: Right? I like I think, that. Let's call those requests.
0: Yeah. Like sometimes- when we feel some sense of violation, it's it's very easy to jump to, oh, gosh, I must need to set a boundary. But sometimes all we need to do is make a request. And I think this goes back to considering your relationship. You know, if my mother-in-law comes into town, Gosh, I know that her heart is totally good and she has the best of intentions. She does something that I don't really like. I don't need to set a boundary. I need to make a request. You know, I need to uh, let her know that I'd really like something to be done differently, but it doesn't need to go as far as setting a boundary. And sometimes what results when we do set the boundary instead of making a request is that a miscommunication ensues the person gets offended, then we feel like, gosh, they can't even hear out my boundaries, when really we may have just asserted it in a way that was kind of like a bit harsh for the relationship and circumstances.
1: That's so true. I think I like your idea of let's expand a lot of these things that are in this gray area that we called the boundary gray area. Let's expand it and say, can we take some of those things out of that category and put them in the category of requests. So I'm ex- I'm I'm anticipating and this is what happens a lot of times, right? We know yes. this person, we're in a relationship with them and we're anticipating they're going to do A, B or yeah. C that bugs us. We so We're call like that, a
0: coiled spring, right? Cuz when right. it happens, we just snap.
1: So well, even before it happens because we want to be proactive, now <sighs> we're going to be very emphatic that we don't want this to happen. So rather than framing it Delivering it as this gracious request, and almost like maybe we'll talk about this maybe too. Kind of like the request is important, but I'm going to present it in somewhat of a way of owning and minimizing. You know, owning it as as my request and not your problem. So hey, like this is a favor, or you know, you know me. I just kind of worry about this. I just want to make sure you're going to follow A, B, or C. So there is kind of this. Ownership that we can do that is is a step of humility or graciousness. But I I like this idea of if we moved it out as we're anticipating something, we can maybe express it in a way that is way more palatable and to the person receiving it, and then they are way more likely to follow it, and they don't feel like we are kind of like creating a power move. Uh, Boundaries a lot of times asserting boundaries, doing that in many ways becomes a step of of power you know I feel like you've crossed well, I, over
0: something that comes up so often on Instagram when I open it up for questions is this idea of boundaries with in laws. And so you're making me think of mm-hmm. something going on here, which is that, and we're not going to get too deep into that topic, but this idea of power, I mean, when you are an in law, you are are like, you know, at the head of the family and you are being told certain things or, or having, you know, pretty strong potentially boundaries set by your children. And so if you think about the different power dynamics, it can feel Pretty jarring, I think, to be older, more experienced in life. Like, I've done this before in this sort of power position than to be kind of put in place by your children. And not that there aren't times where it's really important to set a boundary and necessary to set a boundary, but it might be just a nice perspective to consider how difficult that can be. And if there is a way to accomplish the same end goal, but by making it a request or by approaching it a little bit differently, I think that's really worth considering.
1: Yeah, I it's like a win, that a lot. It's a
0: win-win. And it's it
1: is a win-win. offering a
0: bit of respect for the for the dynamic, the power dynamic, and for the relationship that you all share.
1: And another aspect I'm thinking of is giving the person the benefit of the doubt. I know you're going to do this anyway, but I just, I want to just say it, you know, I I don't want to be worrying about it. So I'm just going to say it, but I know you're going to do this anyway. (laughs) I had a neighbor, he moved in. We put our, every uh, Sunday night, we put uh, trash cans out because of Monday morning trash pickup, right? So there's three cans. Yards are really tight here in California. So like they (laughs) go in a very specific spot. Well, he knew that, but after about um, living here for about three months, he, he started parking his car on Sunday night, right where the cans go out. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be awkward. I got to ask him, please, on Sunday night, don't park your car where the cans go. I mean, he knows that. It's been happening for three. It wasn't the first. So my point is, is that when I spoke to him, getting into his car early on a Monday morning, when he's getting ready to go off to work, I said, oh, hey, man, you know, I, I know that you just probably forgot about this. It's not a big deal. But on Sunday nights, can you make sure to not park here? So I tried to do it in a way that gave him the benefit of the doubt. Create, you know, I didn't want to create any kind of like tension between me and my neighbor. And I definitely didn't want to come across like, hey, you broke my boundary. You're parking your car in front of my yard where right. I put my, right? But right. can't you imagine somebody doing that?
0: Oh, I think it happens yeah. all the time. Well, and then you're saying I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt or we're giving you know, our partner the benefit of the doubt or our in-laws the benefit of the doubt. But the opposite of that is is suggesting that you have doubt, right, in their, uh, in, in their intentions. There's something that's a little mm. bit uh, nuanced to this that I think maybe people need to think about a little bit, which is some of the ways we can set boundaries suggests that we don't have a lot of faith in the person. Which can immediately be insulting and lead to defensiveness. And so um, the way you're suggesting to talk about it I think is really – can be helpful in a lot of circumstances, which is you're going to say it in a way that suggests like, I know you have a good heart in this. I know you have a good intention or I know this was an honest mistake. And so it feels less about the character of the person and just a simple thing that you're asking.
1: I'm going to do my best to try to wrap up. And then I want you to kind of ping off what I say to right. fill in See whatever what I, can do. I miss. But <laughs> um, so we've, we've been talking about this kind of gray area of, is this a boundary or isn't this a boundary? And do I need to assert this? So we started kind of by putting a disclaimer or a, or a clarification that boundaries are essential parts of being a well-functioning human being. And it's part Mm -hmm. of being an adult. It's part of knowing that myself is somebody I need to be an advocate for in many ways. I need to take care of myself, protect myself. And I need to, in some areas, give people permission to step in. And in other areas, I I maybe don't give anybody permission, but but I'm in charge of this. And with that being said, we said that there's kind of two things that are playing with this area of boundaries and particularly the, the, the lesser significant ones that a lot of times create a lot of tension. One is our own personalities that we got to look at. And the second is the relationship. Mm-hmm. We said that many times when somebody approaches us or we're anticipating it, we can perhaps have a different way of delivering our request or our boundary maybe it's not a boundary maybe it's just a favor maybe it's a request maybe it's just simply reminding somebody of something that we have uh, already asked in the past but we can do it with uh, some humility and some grace and some actual you know kind of like benefit of the doubt or giving them some trust as we approach them that really softens the the presentation the delivery And uh, that many times. And then a lot of times what I used about Shirley and driving (laughs) is the way that we perceive somebody crossing a line. Sometimes in reflection afterwards, we can maybe reframe it and actually not be so sensitive to those areas so that we can move even that into a different category. So I loved your thing that we need to broaden the categories and not have everything always be under the heading, a boundary. There may be headings of respect. There may be headings of trust. There may mm-hmm. be headings of, of requests and favors mm-hmm. or reminders. There may be simply, oh, that's the way this person is. It's not a big deal heading. So there's a lot of other headings that maybe some of these issues need to be put in.
0: So you covered it all. You did so good. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that or the conversation, maybe I hope that it kind of frees people up a little bit to sort of get out of the rigidity of experiencing something that bugs them and thinking that immediately now they have this pressure to set a boundary. Hopefully, it provides a little bit of wiggle room there to expand the definition, to entertain other options, and to consider like, that's not the only way you can move forward in some of these relationships. You have You have other choices. And so- This is a fun conversation. I think one that we can keep talking on. I know we'll probably come back another time and there's a lot more to say about boundaries. So for another episode.
1: Thank you for tuning in. You can learn more about the Love Things content by hanging out with Dr. Morgan on Instagram at mylovethings or visit our blog at mylovethings.com.
0: And we're happy to offer an affordable subscription to the Love Things Membership where you will gain access to a library of videos and resources on a wide range of relationship topics. Also included our monthly live Q and A's where we answer relationship questions and discuss relevant relationship issues.
1: All this and more can be found on MyLoveThinks.com. And remember, the best relationships are those where you follow your heart without losing your mind.